saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can't attack what you don't know about. No, I say I say this. I've seen, and this is my my rationale. One, I've had, I've I've literally been on a few different parts of that. I've had a woman ask me after two weeks of dating, "How come you don't post that?" I was like, "Cause we ain't built." What do you mean? We ain't built nothing. We done been out three times and I kissed you on the cheek and walked your ass to the house. And that's and we haven't built anything. I'm not posting you. People are so worried about the presentation ship of a relationship. Oh, a presentation ship is a real thing. A lot of people have presentation ships. You don't have a real relationship. Y'all have a whole bunch of really great photogenic moments for social media. Yep. I never imagined my journey would inspire people all over the world. Hello. My name is Nema and I'm from Zambia. So I love the Dear Future Wifey podcast. For me to see people being so real, so honest, and so true about the real situations in life. Hey, I'm Natalie from Belgium and I would like to, to say thank you. I value your content because it is Christ-centered. You have set a standard in love. Dear Future Wifey Podcast has um, opened my understanding. I highly recommend that everyone, whether you're single, you're married, you're divorced, you're widowed, everyone to go follow this podcast. Continue with me as I discover, uncover, and recover love. I'm Latera R. Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Terrace R. Whitfield. Listen, if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Stop shacking up with us and hit that subscription button. We're trying to get to 50,000 subscribers by the one-year anniversary of the Dear Future Wifey Podcast, which is coming up on April the 15th. So help me share this video so uh, we can reach that 50,000 goal. Man, I am so excited to have today's guest on the podcast. This is my homie. I've worked with this brother before on one of my uh, plays and a couple of my shows. And uh, just an all-around good brother. Um, you've seen him in Tyler Perry's plays. You've seen him on television shows. Seen him in movies. Uh, I really enjoy it when I get a chance to break bread and talk to my brothers, especially brothers that are in the industry as actors. So without further ado, put your hands together. For my homie, Christian Keys. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Man, let me tell you something. You've been you've been busy. You have been totally Thank busy. God. <laughs> I don't want to sit. I don't want to sit at home, man. I, this is the part of the blessing I signed up for. I want to be working and creating. 
So how how's life been during the pandemic? You've been you've been staying busy. Uh yeah, man. I am a, I was blessed to uh, sell my first TV show. Yeah. Um, I created it probably. I, I wrote the movie maybe 10, 11 years ago, and it ended up being my first novel. Wow. And um, uh, uh, and I start shopping it as a show. Got some interest, but got a lot of no's. Then yeah. got a few maybes and got an option a couple of times. And then finally, a studio was like, hey, we see where you're going with this. We like this. We want this. You know, run that. Turn that over. So so when was so, that? When, when did that get picked up? Say that again? When did that get bought? When, when did they purchase that? Um, last, last Officially last spring, but I had been reworking the pilot from like fall of 19, 2019. So, um. So that was a tedious process because the, the pilot got reworked and reworked six, seven times. Um, they liked the pilot. We were in pandemic, couldn't really do a writer's room. So, you know, they were like, okay, well, why don't you write the season? So I wrote episode two and they liked that too. And they were like, you know, we got some changes, but it's here. It's in here. So let's, let's keep that going. So I would turn in an episode every couple of weeks. And, you know, every, the, a week later, I would get the notes on the previous episode and it was just it was a good situation um a really good really thorough development team uh excited about it i i i huh, can't can't I, talk I'm about kind of when does this come out because they still have it's, 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 it's gonna come out wednesday it's coming out tomorrow oh wow okay so um okay so, well wednesday yeah you can't I talk the about press release is gonna be out as of yet so um I only have two books, so it's either Doctor Feelgood or it's Lady. <laughs> so it's, so it's, it's so, one of the so other. It's based on one of those, and um, and only one of those is my first book, and that's all I'm gonna say. Um, and but it's a really good story. I'm I'm so close. I'm on the edge over here. No, nah, just edge just back life. up, just back up, just back up from the edge. Yeah, I'm so, gonna get off the edge. So but, so, so let me but, say um, this: How does it feel to sell your first like TV show? Like this is big. It's, yes, it's a it's an amazing blessing, and then to be able to to have your creative input valued is is an amazing and reassuring feeling. But also, the development process lets you know that you that my process is far from over. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. things that maybe in the in the first draft or the second draft um, that maybe I I didn't answer, and moving forward, you know, with with the notes. And the the growth that I had, to, you know, you really got to stretch as a writer going through these processes. Like, you don't want to get rid of this character. Yeah. yeah. But let's say there's a character restriction or we were in COVID and um, you can only have so many background extras, you know, and you can only have so many primary cast members. So sometimes you got to merge characters, you know, take this character and that character and boom, now they got all, <laughs> all the issues from both of them. <laughs> And, you know, it, it's a part of the process. Yeah. And um, it, it taught me a lot. You know, you got to fight for what you want to fight for in the script, but also be a good teammate and be flexible and do what's best for the project. Christian, you and I had a conversation years ago uh, while you were in Dallas with one of the plays that I was directing. And I couldn't shake that conversation. I still haven't been able to shake it uh, thus far. And we're going to talk about that. Talk about your we're going to dig deeper into your your upbringing and, and some mm -hmm. of the stuff that you had to overcome. I mean, I was literally almost in tears in that van while you just sharing the story like it was just like it's because you think that you would be in tears sharing this story. But of course this is your story. So you've lived the, the, 
the brunt of the pain while you were going through it. Uh, but just to hear, you know, and to see you not look like what you've been through, like it, it, it really messed me up. Um, today's episode, I like to come up with fun and creative names for the episode. This episode is going to be called Keys to My Heart. And so, oh my, that's so that's so easy. It's so easy. Better than well, that. I tried to come up with something, but I said, you know what? This is a podcast about love and relationships. So I said, hey, you know, okay, Kristen, you're a writer. What would you say? What would you call it? Um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, uh, major keys. Major keys. Major K E Y E S. Ah, ah, yeah. Ah, okay, okay. We're gonna flip it. We're gonna give you the honor of naming your episode. Major keys. I like it. Thank you, sir. Major Appreciate keys. It. So that's dope. So we're going to talk about these major keys that got you to the point that you are. Um, a lot of people look at you. I when I, when I made a post on my podcast page yesterday, the minute I made the post talking about what questions should I ask uh, Christian Keys. And one of my homegirls called me. She's like, oh, my God, you got my celebrity crush. I love him. He's amazing. He's beautiful. I love everything about him. I love the way he looks. I like the way he's, he built, he's built. I love the way he sings. I love his acting. I love this man and has never had one conversation with you. But she could say that she absolutely loves you. And uh, a lot of people look at you from afar and they idolize you uh some of them actually obsess over you and not really knowing who you are as a man the things you had to overcome and so on the dear future wifey podcast i have this um moniker of keeping it lit where we live intentionally and transparently and you've been an open book always have been i want i want to just dig deep and find out what makes keys Operate in the way that he does, and we're going to unveil these major keys in your life. So let's talk about let's your upbringing. Let's talk about this upbringing. So uh, touch on that. Um, man, it was crazy. Um, I was given up for adoption when I was three and a half. Went into foster care at four. Uh, bounced around uh, four or five different foster homes. Got adopted when I was six by Mrs. Keys. Um. Stayed there until I was 12, and during those six years, around age eight, so the last four years that I was with her, it got really, really bad. The um, the vicious and violent uh, child abuse. It was uh, it was horrific. You know, we got beat with anything that she'd get her hands on, and I understand the need to discipline a child and spank a child, and you know, put them over your knee, and you know, stop running across the street so you don't die. That's you know, that's discipline. That's parenting. Um. But, you know, uh, you bring a C home and you get beat, you know, you you get too big for the belt and she starts holding the leather side and beat you, beat us with the belt buckle. Um, scalding hot showers, freezing cold showers, stand outside naked in the snow um, at nine years old. And I didn't even steal that money. I stole a few times just being transparent. I stole a bunch. Um, but that time I didn't even take her money. I don't even know who did actually, but I had to stand outside twice naked in the snow in January in Michigan. And that's the part that messed um, me up. When you told me that, that's the story I can't shake is to have yeah. a young boy standing outside on the porch, butt naked in the freezing winter of, of, of Michigan. Yeah. And then like I would be banging on the door crying and she would crack the door just enough to get the belt through to, to hit me with it, to back me away from it. And then she closed it again and tell me to shut up. And in between, she, you know, she brought me back in the house um, after the first time, at the first, you know, it was only a few minutes. It was probably like eight or 10 minutes, but it felt like an hour. Um, 
brought me in the house and put me in a freezing cold shower. Out of that into a freezing cold shower and she would stand in the back and spank you underneath the back under the water. I'm already freezing. And she would spank you back underneath the water when you backed out of it. So um, I got to dry off. Then I got put back out there because I still wouldn't admit to it because I didn't take your $10. I'm not I'm not folding for that. I didn't. I've done my share of shit, but I didn't take your $10 back outside freezing. And then by then I'm freezing, freezing. And so like every 30 seconds, every 45 seconds, I would I would switch like you. My, my heels would get cold. So I'd go up on my toes and then for about 30 or 45 seconds, I kind of let my heel warm up a little bit and my toes would start to get cold because it snowed back there. And so I'd go back on my heels and, and pick my, my toes up in the air so they could warm up a little bit. And like these aren't things that I should have to figure out at nine years old. Um, and especially being that I didn't do what I did, even if I did figure out a way that this is this is something you do to this is espionage, terrorism, yes. interrogation yes. level yes. Um, stuff. And I go back in the house finally, scalding hot shower. And again, she stood in the back and would spank me underneath it. And um, and I still like to this day, just being transparent, I can't take really hot or really cold showers. I, I still have, you know, some elements of PTSD from a lot of that stuff because that, you know, that wasn't the only time she did that. Um, and so, like, if, if the water is too hot or if it's too cold, like, it literally messes with my breathing and, and something psychologically panics still. You know, it's 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 in there now. But um, thankfully, my son never had to deal with any of yeah. that, you know, because I, I was able to heal from from most of that before he was born. And the rest of it, you know, once he got here, because I knew that I never wanted to expose him to that kind of that part of my experience. I wanted him yeah. to have the good stuff and not. So finally around 12 at 12, um, she had, she beat me and left the house and, and locked me in the basement. I picked the lock, got out of the basement. The doors were locked from the inside. So I um, took a butter knife, cut the screen, hopped out of the bedroom window. She had hit all my clothes, hit all my shoes. Cause I was a professional runaway by then. I started running away at nine. So by 12, I had run away probably 30, 30 times. Um, and like I could stay out. I knew how to, you know, survive on the street for a week or two by myself at nine, 10, 11, 12. You know, I knew where I could sleep, you know, behind Kmart over here. I knew to, you know, pick, get a log, kind of angle the, uh, the dumpster so it'll cut off the wind so it wouldn't, you know, be so cold back there. Just stuff that you're not supposed to know that young. Um, I knew... I could steal uh, the sheep off of the neighborhood guy who had a Harley. He would always cover his bike with a, a fitted sheet. Yeah. So I always knew where I could get a sheet. So I'd get a refrigerator box out the dumpster, double or triple that over. So I'd have something I couldn't have, I didn't have to sleep on the ground. And um, then I'd cover up with that. And I knew to layer my clothing when I ran away. I knew how to, you know, steal food in Kmart and stuff like that or sneak into the cafeteria during lunch. Um, I mean, you you know, you got to get it how you got to get it. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. At nine years old. Yeah, and nine and ten, and like I said, eleven. Man, I I was a professional runaway by eleven. I I messed around. I uh, <laughs> I had found this old abandoned garage close to the Kmart's where I used to sleep behind, and um, I used to hide my 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 runaway clothes. I used to hide them under the dumpster because they the um the truck used to come on Mondays. And and empty the dumpster. So you know, Tuesday through Sunday, I was good. I could I could stuff it under there. And nobody would really find it. 
you know, and they didn't care about my little punk ass clothes. No way, you know, it's <laughs> kids clothes. So, but there was an old abandoned, ashy, half standing, half falling garage. And I, you know, I climbed through the little broken window and nobody ever really checked on it. And so I messed around and had a housewarming party. I invited some kids from school. I was like, hey, listen, just bring some candy or some Fago or some, you know, some pop. Um, but I was a professional runaway by then. So it was like, you know, uh, it was you you deal you know you you play the, the hands that you the hand you dealt yeah you got to deal the cards you know until better cards come or until you could you know create your own damn cards you got to deal with these things so you know I, I i i tried to stay as unjaded by the circumstances as possible yeah but i i really didn't have much of a, a pleasant childhood because i had to grow up and, and was doing adulting i would sleep behind the bleachers in the middle school you know um yeah it was just you know, I'm I'm asking for, you know, hey, you gonna eat half of that meatloaf, you know, and and or you know, wait, I'd stall and stall and stall. Almost everybody left out of the cafeteria. If I knew I hadn't eaten, you might have to rummage through that garbage, and yeah. you might have to go get that the other half of that meatloaf yeah. or do McDonald's dumpster. So it was brutal, but it was I'm grateful for it because it keeps me humble now, and it's like I, I don't waste money. I don't take things for granted. You know, I. I I realize it's a blessing to have a roof over my head and and to be able to provide for my son. He just graduated high school. That boy um, done grew up fast, boy. Man, he big as hell. He yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> sign him up for. Uh, I'm gonna trade him to the Raiders. Or, uh, <laughs> I mean, he was little. Need some help. Yeah, he was a, uh, God, I remember he was like eight years old or something. That boy done took off he's and grown. He's a good kid too, man. Good That's young good. man. So. Um, so how does it so feel yeah, looking Ralph, at him like when you're looking at him knowing what you've come through and knowing that he didn't he was blessed not to experience an ounce of the, the of the uh, did you feel like you overcompensated did you feel like you spoiled him growing up uh, due to what you've witnessed and what you had gone through or did you feel like you mm-hmm. had a healthy balance I think I think uh, happy medium yeah you know I, I think I was honest with him brutally honest about stuff that I went through sometimes you know he would cry during the stories when he was younger I tell, you know, I told him when she beat me, you know, when she hit me in the head with a hammer because I forgot to hang up my coat. Hold on. Hit you in the head with the hammer? Um, I was eight. That was my, was my first beating from her. Um, we had had a snowball fight the night before uh, with, with uh, Preston and Roro from up the street. And um, and they were like bigger. You know, they were they were like a couple years, a year or two older than us. But we would always hoop. We'd always play football. They always won football. But they took the, took these L's with the snowball fight. <laughs> so um, and it was me and my brother. And so we came in and we, you know, we put our coats in the, in the basement and, you know, probably played Atari or something like that. Yeah. Ate and, took the and went to bed like we're supposed to. You're supposed to. It's in the job description. You're supposed to forget to hang up your coat yeah. when you're eight years old. Yeah. At least at least once a month. Yeah. Get up in the morning and she barges in the room with the skinny yellow, yellow wiffle ball bat in one hand and the fat plastic wiffle ball bat yeah. in the other one and just start boom, 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 goes to town on my brother because his bed is closest to the door. And then she makes her way over to mine and diagonal over here is my bed and snatches my covers back. And I'm, you know, covering, 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 covering wiffle ball bats. Oh, they hurt. Hurt. Oh, they hurt. They hurt. Yeah. They hurt, but not that. Like the sound is almost worse. Like they still hurt. Yeah, they sting. But, the, but especially the fat one. The yeah. fat one, it, it made more noise than it did. The yellow one hurt. Um, I shouldn't know these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I shouldn't be able to tell you in detail about that. But um, 
So finally, I make it downstairs. There, there was only two metal coat hangers left in the basement. My brother found the first one, hung his coat up, you know, and, and, and went back upstairs. Right next to where he found the first one was the second one. It was already unraveled. She had already decided that whoever was the last one downstairs, she was going to beat their ass with that coat hanger. So it's standing up and I'm like, I'm grabbing it, trying to, you know, bend it and, and, and fix it so I can. And she starts coming down the stairs on my car. So I just set it down, run around, try to get away from her, try to tire her out a little bit because she was a heavier set woman. Um, and I, I ran past her finally after she was chasing me around and hit me with the, with the coat hanger. Um, I got upstairs, hit underneath the, um, the, my bed for a little bit. She came swinging the hammer under there, but couldn't really get me. I don't even know where she, where she grabbed the hammer, but I think she was just pissed off because I was running. And so I went and hid under the, the kitchen table. And we had one of them big vinyl cloths mm. that went all the way to the floor, mm -hmm. that tablecloth. Yeah. You know that. that. a big thick one with a that little print on it. It was almost bulletproof. Yeah. Like you, could, you could pour bleach <laughs> on it. It didn't even matter. What nothing go. It was invulnerable, <laughs> impenetrable. Yeah. Like, um, so I hid under there thinking, you know, and I literally, I'm just praying, oh, God, I, 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 I'm, it's a cold. And I heard her footprints and bang. And I just remember seeing white holding the side of my, my head here and my face getting warm and I, I'm, I start catching some of the blood in my hands. And then I'm really praying. I'm like, okay, God, come on, please make it stop. I was eight. I didn't kill anybody. I didn't stab her. I didn't smack her. I forgot to hang up my coat. And yeah, so like when I told my son that story, you know, he was like tearing up, but he's a tough kid, so he tries not to show it too much. But so I know when it when he shows it, it's it's really it really gets him. But I just tried to explain to him, like, dude, I I I hope you understand. Like, we have our hiccups, we have our, you know, if you skip in school or you doing some nonsense, I'ma chastise you. But you will never experience anything like I did. You will never ever be locked in the basement and and starved or 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 stomped and kicked if you fall during a spanking. She would stand on our chest. She stood on my chest and would give me whole dissertations. If you fell during a spanking, she would finish. And then if she was still angry, once she got tired of talking, she'd let you get back up and keep beating you. Like she was a piece of work, man. Um, and, and I think what helped me not carry that over to, to my son was finding the strength to forgive her. At what because, age? What and age and, and then not to blame myself. Yeah, I literally, I had to, I laid in my floor one day, probably 15, 16 years ago, and, and, and prayed for. And it was a, one of the hardest things I ever had to do. Um, but I knew I needed to. And I could tell, like, you know, because God kept just nudging me and kept tapping me on my shoulder, like, hey, you know, you need to, you know, you need, you need to face that so you can set that down. And I'm like, how? Like, I, and he, you know, he kind of put in my spirit to pray for it. I'm like, I don't want to pray for her. I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to wish her well. He's like, that's the only way you're gonna be able to set that down, man. So, it's your call. And he kept kind of nudging me and nudging me. And one day, I just, I really tried, and I broke like an old plate, man. And but I was able to set that down. And then shortly after that, I tried to call and tell her I forgave her, and I had found out she had already passed. Wow. Because um, that that beating when we were when I was twelve. It got so bad, I ran away. I wouldn't let anybody clean me up. I made the authorities take pictures. And so when they finally believed me, I had been telling them for four years, like, yo, man, she's beating up. 
Oh, they make the boys. They're just making it up. They're just making it up. We weren't making it up. She was crazy. And so we finally we go to court and they're, they're like, OK, you drop you relinquish the adoption charges. You know, we'll drop the charge if it's OK with Mr. Key. So I was like, where do I sign? <laughs> and uh, and that was it. But she you know, she still got the last laugh because she got to keep my brother with her. So wow. I didn't see him for like 10 or 12 years after that. So you were so, how old? You were 12 when that happened? When, yeah, when, and he was th- he was 13. So I didn't see him until I was 22 when he was 23. So where did you go after that? You got adopted uh, by someone she else? took him to Phoenix. I went back into the foster care system. And you never got adopted after that? Uh, eventually I did. But I mean, after everything that I had been through at that point, I was angry. And then you multiply that with the fact that, you know, every six or nine months, other than being at that window of adoption, every six or nine months, I'm in a new home. So I never really learned how to make friends. Um, I'm always the new kid and the odd man out. Yep. You know, some kids are misled. Some kids are just kids. And then certain kids are jerks. Yeah. And I met a lot of jerks. And, and I was already at already this, you know, this anger built up. So when they would pick on me because I was a new foster kid. You would lose it. I would, I would lash out, you know, <laughs> yeah. and somebody would catch a school book or a whole school desk. Um, <laughs> he said a whole school and desk. And I was little, too. I was like five, two, five, three, five, four. Like, I was... You throw a whole desk at him? five, four. Throw a whole desk at him? <laughs> yeah, a whole desk. Yeah, uh, yeah. Two dude, one dude caught a chair. I had a principal that, that caught a desk. <laughs> and a I had a... Because he pushed me against the wall. And he, he shouldn't have touched me. Yep. He was disrespectful. Yep. So... Um, yeah, he caught a desk. Um, I, can, I still can't go to that middle school. No more. I'm, I'm banned for life. I'm serious. You can't come and speak. You can't come. I can't come back. You can't speak. go. You can't, can't come do career life. day. Can't do career day. I, I, I think they might lift, lift it if I buy like some, you know, some basketball uniforms and some, some, some warm ups or something. But yeah, he was, you know, I was talking back and I was a little reckless, you know, and I tried to walk away and he shoved me up against the wall, you know, and Triggered. I kind of, I kind of. You know, bump my head, nothing bad or whatever. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm like, I'm yep. not the one. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to beat on I, me again. <laughs> yeah, oh, and that's that's my whole thing. I'm not taking no more L's like that. Yeah. Um, not if I can help it. So, you know, I had, going back into the system, I had a lot of anger and resentment towards the system resentment towards authority because they wouldn't help me yeah i was asking for your help and you wouldn't help me i begged for your help I, we brought you pictures before yeah and you you know you we told you the stories before and you wouldn't listen so ultimately um few group homes few um uh residential placements boys residential placements lots of therapy um i didn't participate in most of it because i hated again I, I i resented authority but eventually I started paying attention to some of the things they were talking about, which is eventually why I went into social work when I went to college. But before I got to college, my best friend at the time, my best friend's mom, he had told his mom I was still in the foster home, which was the last foster home I was ever in. And she was like, well, you know what? Let's go get your stuff. You can stay here till you go to college. I was like, nah, Miss Johnson, that's cool. You know, well, I just, I just, she was like, get in the car. We going to get you. I was like, yes, yes, mother. And that was the adoption process. That's they're still my twenty five something years later. Um, they're still my. They're still my. You know, that's still my mom. And, and yeah, so it was really. So you know, God made sure to. Like I had, I definitely had a job season or two. Um, that's beyond the job. Sure that's beyond the you know, job, boy. That's beyond the oh, job. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, that's. But he 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 rewarded me for not caving, and then he did it again. Even when I came out here, like a lot of work that I was offered would have cost me my soul or cost me my my morals and my values, and I didn't want to. I'd rather take the scenic route, the long yeah. way around. Yeah, you know. Sometimes that shortcut will cost you your soul. It will. You know, it may it take, you know what they say, it may take me longer to get there. That's because I'm dragging my integrity with me. Mm. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but it's it facts. And so I almost quit no eight. Right around the time we did, I we did I did the first play with you, maybe yeah. a couple years later after that, but I almost quit on eight because that work, there was there was things that were things that weren't right yeah. tied to the work that I was being offered. And I didn't like that. Yeah. And um, I wasn't willing to compromise that, so I had to had to walk away from some stuff. And I think what that was was, you know, him kind of letting me, letting him see how I would handle certain things, and if I would cave and yep. go after the, the, the glittery, hey, you can have this house, you can yep. have this, this bit of money. If if I can do this, you can do this. I can do this. You come over and read this in in the middle of the night. No sir, um, <laughs> all this of other stuff. I think that was just God, like, you know, checking to see, you know, I think it was another job season. And once I didn't collapse and, and once I did continue to give him credit, even during those dark times that, you know, where I only had, a, I had a, you know, months rent in the yeah. bank and, and was like, he made sure to, to, continue to provide i never completely went without it came close yeah. dangerously close a few times but he never and being that i didn't he started really started like boom boom okay you know what i see you can handle it you ain't gonna flinch you know i got you um you're gonna do right you know by people you're gonna do right by projects you're not yeah. gonna take advantage of folks um and now he'll just park the blessing truck in front of my place and just be like yeah just put all of that in there <laughs> So we didn't so, pop out about 2020 or 2019. Did it just start the overflow? I call it the overflow. Oh, no, man. 17? Oh, 17? So you've oh, so you been in it for a minute then, huh? Yeah. You've been in that it's overflow a, for four a years. Whole super blessing season. Um, I think uh, I started to, to get in a groove and I started to really feel like I belong here. Yes. And I think that's a part of it. It's not a false sense of, sense of it's not a false sense of confidence. It's knowing that I did the work at home to prepare for this, that I deserve to be here because I appreciate it and I treat it good. I treat it like what it should be treated. Yeah. And every single time I get to, you know, somebody lifts me up or, or gives me credit, I remind them that that's big fella doing this. Yeah. That's not me doing this. Yeah. I am a passenger on this trip and, you know, he's he's got the GPS situated. So I'm going where he say go and I'm a, I want to be in whatever part of my life he's blessing. I want to I want to take a residence over there. 2016, 2017, I started booking, 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 booking. Um, Supernatural show, which was probably one of the biggest shows and one of the coolest characters I ever got to play. He was an archangel and he had power. So I could wave my hand and throw you 30 feet across the room. It was amazing. Like he could fly and blow stuff up. And it was so cool. Yeah, man. And, dope. I was like, and I would watch it and they would watch my choices. You know, the, the stars of the show. And they'd be like, yeah, man, hey, I like your choice. You know this that this this the, the the positive the little things the intricacies. So a lot of people don't know what that means. You you used a um, an acting term, which is you said a lot of the stars would admire your choices. Explain what that means when you say your acting choices. Um, that's where you let's say you're mad at somebody. Somebody let's say we're in a scene and and you're 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 my attorney and you're supposed to you know handle these 
business affairs and make sure to, to dot all the I's and cross all the T's and you haven't. I can, I can do, I can, and, and you're there it is. about to, let's, let's say you're about to go over the, the paperwork again. And I just found a whole bunch more uh, inconsistencies that you need to fix. And this should have been on you in the first place. And you looking around and you don't have a pen. I can give you this pen 20 different ways and, and, and say what I need to say without saying anything. There it is. I can, I can roll it across the table because I'm irritated with you. I can set it down and look you dead in the eye. Yep. Basically like you screw up again, you're fired. Yep. Um, I can, and you know, if I'm really out of pocket, I'm just a shady person. <laughs> I can hit you in the chest with it. <laughs> How you don't have a pen? You know, I, I can, I can, you know what, get out, get out of my office, get your yeah. own pen. There's yep. so many different choices to make. Um, and, and I love watching various actors to see their choices and to try to figure out what, what's behind that choice yes. because it informs me and it teaches me how to continue to shape my process. So just the choices and, and things like that. And, and then like the very next major show that I booked was um, legends of tomorrow. I go from playing an archangel to playing a demon. Um, yeah. Uh, the person who I was in love with on that show sent me to hell. <laughs> Apparently he's like he was. Uh, they, they were like a witch or something, and um, I come back and I'm a demon, and I can pull the soul. That's the exact opposite of the angel. I can pull your soul out of your body like that, and my face was all distorted sometimes, and and I'd walk past people and they would just start fighting and just you know the evil, this aura. It was so fun. It was amazing, um, and and just those things and and learning to be fearless. Um, within the confines of the scene, fearless with my choices, fearless with my presentation, but also able to make the adjustments that our directors give us. Yes. Um, so it's my job to prepare the hell out of it. You know, prepare it, season it, saute that thing, rotisserie that thing. And still be and flexible. And still be flexible yeah, enough. Yeah, but you and... also got to be flexible because they, they might see something else. They might love what you're doing. Okay, tweak this, change that. Or they might give it an overhaul and make it even better. And we have to be able to make those changes and when you can directors are like that was good yeah you, you take notes really really well yes yes so those, those things like that really started to help and then i booked in content which was my first series regular in 2017 and that was a lawyer show i'm a big fan of you know law and order so to to play an attorney and give those big speeches in front of the, the jury, in front of the judge, and argue with the judge. And, and you're right, you know, good and damn well. Watch it, Charlie Riggs. <laughs> yes, Your Honor. And and just little, like, choices. With Charlie, um, every time I, uh, he gave a, 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 every time he addressed the jury or questioned a, a witness on the stand, I, he had his pen. And it was kind of like he was an, an orchestra director. Yes. And Love it was kind of like he it was his way of, you know, you this, but, you know, when he was, he was painting <laughs> a lot with it. And when you he, created when he that in trouble, he put it up. You created he that. Got in the groove, he pulled that pen back out and get to, you know, that was his little wand. And it, and it's just a choice. I didn't, I could have done it without it, but it had so much more fun with it. So yeah, it was just, and it just snowballed in from there to uh, 2018 again, you know, a little more supernatural and um, a couple other shows. 
And then 2019 slowed way, way, way down. And I'm like, okay, what am I doing wrong? I don't understand because I've been kicking butt and giving you all the credit. Why am I not working? And yeah. I, we, we had a little, yeah, little, little powwow. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, and I was respectful for the most part. I, I still <laughs> apologize. I'm sorry for anything I said. I was out of pocket, sir. Um, but what it was, was he was slowing down my acting work. So that way I would pay attention to, I would go back to a lot of the, intellectual property, a lot of the content that I had created that I wasn't giving any, I wasn't watering any of that. I wasn't paying it any attention. And he was like, hey, okay, I've been blessed in this area of your life. I'd like to bless this one. So we're going to slow that down. I don't understand why you're slowing it. We're going to slow that down. I got all this time. Whoa, such and such calls me. It's like, hey, you've been on me for a couple of years about pitching me some stuff. It better be good. Let's set something up. Go in there. They love two shows. They buy one. Mm, mm, mm. so it wasn't god is a genius and a comedian bro um he knew exactly let me slow your work down let you get this show off so i can make room for invigorate this. you to pay more attention to your other visions that i've given you yes your other your other creations your other books um your other scripts and stuff that have already been written and then i'm gonna now my acting is picking back up so yeah it, it was it's all by design in the middle of it a lot of times we don't you know, when a GPS is rerouting, we don't know what the heck is going on, but he knows what he's doing, man. So I, I don't trip on it no more. Man, that's what's so dope about it. And to go back on the uh, your upbringing, I don't know if you know this or if you knew this, but I adopted a young man about a year ago in foster care, um, Armani, and um, been through a lot, been through a lot of similar mm -hmm. stuff that you went through. And I remember during one of his outbursts and one of his rage moments, I thought about the conversation that you and I had about your upbringing and I was just like, okay, God, I'm dealing yeah. with, I'm dealing with the pain. I'm dealing with the trauma and they teach us all this therapeutic, uh, fostering, uh, of not like even how, um, the principal grabbed you and pushed you against the wall, you know, the, to teach us as parents to stay away from that type of stuff because it will trigger that kid to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to catch a death in Jesus name. So, so, yeah. so, so, so to avoid that at all costs, but I remember it was this odd moment that I had with him. And I said, my mind went all the way back to that conversation that you and I had. And I was like, wow. And then I always tell him about his purpose. I tell him about, you know, uh, and I can't wait to hear his feedback on this episode. And, um, because I think this is going to add a lot of value to his life to see somebody like you who's gone through some traumatic stuff and you overcame it. And, and here you are here to talk about it and not allow what you've been through to take you out. Um, what does relationships look like for you? I mean, like, like I said, a lot of women look at you and they, they fall, they're enamored with you or whatnot. Do you, do you want to be married one day? I do. I, I want to be married. I, I say this all the time. You know, after marriage, I want to shoot the club up and have at least one more club. I mean, one more kid. Um, <laughs> and uh, I ain't playing. He said shoot the club no, up. Said, but after marriage. After, after marriage. marriage. Amen. Amen. Um, I've never been married. I, in TV and film, I've been married like three times. Um, I be sweating bullets. They were like, hey, Keys, you know you're not really getting married today. Shut up. This is my big day. Um, and and it's 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 stressful because I try to make it real. You he, know says what I'm he says my big day. He says my big day. Um, have you ever been close? I, I absolutely want it. I absolutely want that. It's just got to be the right thing. I, I I I I'm all I'm all for somebody being 
my biggest fan yeah. and allowing me to be hers. Um, yeah. But that can't be it. It just, it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be some foundation. It's gotta be a wine cellar under that thing. It's gotta be some concrete and, and the foundation has to be, you know, friendship, trust, you know, it's gotta be somebody with a belief in somebody greater than us. Yeah. Um, I'm not knocking atheists, but I, I couldn't, you know, yeah. seriously date one Yeah. because, you know, I, I need to trust that your decisions are governed by somebody you're accountable to somebody bigger than us. There it is. You know, I can be in the Netherlands shooting a Marvel movie, you know, knowing my, you know, my, my wife ain't back here. Shake that, make that food fuck. She ain't back here throwing it back for somebody else. She holding it down for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm bringing these Marvel checks and these DC Universe checks home. You can't, you know, I don't need you uh, doing the, the, the WAP and the bus it and the, and the, the bus it challenge. Yeah. Chill out. That's, you know, we married, that's mine. So, um, I think that's important. I definitely want that. I definitely crave that. But it's just got to be right. I've had probably three or four lengthy or semi-lengthy relationships since I've been here in L.A. One was like two years. One was like three years. One was a year. And, and my last was about a year. Um, and I just I just wanted to be right. It needs to be peaceful. You know, we we grind and we fight every day outside the house i can't be at war when i come home this is you my relationship needs to be my place of peace let me tell you this this is interesting that you said that one of my homegirls said i said uh like i said i posted some questions and and uh she called and i said why do you think christian keys isn't married she said because i believe that he wants peace I believe that he wants the type of woman that will provide peace in his life. I said, really? I said, what made you say that? She said, when you're when you're a guy like that, that's operating on those levels, all you want is a place of peace. And I said, hmm, that's interesting. I said, I thought you would say something like, well, he's a player. Uh, he, he don't want to be committed to nobody. You know, all that. She said, no, I don't see that. I just see that he wants a place of peace. I said. Yeah, I want the humor and the bond. And I like, it's funny. I was, it, it's reversed. A lot of my friends, you know, started getting, you know, in my in peers um, and, and associates, you know, because there's different levels yeah. of, of that. Um, they were getting, you know, even cats, you know, in my work peer group that I look up to, whether they know it or not. And some of them do. But, you know, they got married earlier. You know, they got married recently or whatever. But I was the first one out of all of us with a kid. So, you know, I, I couldn't do certain things. And that's fine because my, my, my son's my priority. Yeah. But I wouldn't be able to do certain things um, because, you know, they they're in Big Bear with the wife and, you know, and, and this, that. And yeah, I had to miss out on a lot of stuff. And now a lot of them are having kids and catching up and we're having father conversations because they know, you know, uh, they know Uncle Key's got a lot of the experience. <laughs> but I'm also looking and longing to be where they are as far as finding that mate and that and that that help meet that soulmate, that person that just, you know, I, I don't expect perfection i'm yeah. a realist um it's not always the other person i do realize that you know sometimes it is me or it has been me you know i'm a firm believer in and taking accountability but i'm also a believer in you know if we deal with it and we talk about it and and you're working on it then i don't need to nag you about it if we we dealt with it and we talked about it and, and i'm working on it then you don't need to beat me over the head with it. good Let, let's just trust you know and love each other enough to know that we're going to work on that that we mean enough to each other to actually work on the things we said we're going to work on. 
do you do you always date with intentionality uh, or do you just date like you may have some people you like oh, I'll kick it with or hang out with but then this girl I'm a truly pursue is every female encounter that you come into that you bring them into your space is that always intentional at this point yes yeah. it hasn't always been that way but yeah. now it's with purpose um you meet somebody you get to know somebody like if I get a vibe, like, you know, she might still be healing from the guy before or a couple guys before and she might be a little violent. I'm gone. <laughs> I, I can root for you and pray for abundant blessings from a distance. But I can't I can't like I'm not going to try to I'm not going to waste a woman's time, um, you know, and, and bring all kind of chaos into her life. If I'm still at war with myself. I ain't yes. going to mess up her peace. Don't mess up my piece if you still at war with yourself. If you still, if you, we're all healing. Yes. And we all got a chapter we don't read out loud. But if some of those things are toxic, if you are toxic in some spaces still, then maybe it's not, it's best for you not to be in a relationship yet. Fix that to- toxicity. Yeah. And, and heal from that and lay on your living room floor and pray for whoever you need to pray for and set it down and stop picking it up. But, um, Back then, you know, even even as as recent as maybe five, six years ago, I would do a little bit of both. I would still I'm a relationship person. So I like to be in a I prefer to be in a relationship. I'd rather teach my person how to be everything I want them to be. And I'd rather her teach me how to be everything that she wants and needs me to be. Not change me and yeah. not change her, yeah. you know, because we're not going to I don't I don't want to change the things about you that, that made me fall for you in the first place. There it is. I just want you to. I just want to make sure that I can communicate my languages and the things that are important to me, to you and vice versa. I provide a safe space for you to, to set all of that down and walk me through that through experience and through talking and through friendship and through time. And um, yeah, now, now it's just, it's purpose. If it's, if I don't see it going nowhere, if it's just, if you just got measurements and, and a cute face and, Hella followers on social media. That's cute. You know, you can get a church hub. I'm going to keep it moving. I'm, I'm, I don't got time for that. One of the questions someone asked, would you date someone uh, outside of the industry? Absolutely. My my last girlfriend was in marketing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, amazing black woman. Um, DST, matter of fact. She was a Delta. Um, yeah, yeah. And we're still cool. You know, it just, we hit a pocket where things weren't um, flowing like, we felt they should and and she felt unhappy i felt unhappy and and you know the the, the same things kept coming up and it's like if we aren't going to make any progress or any changes then this is you know this isn't something that should continue we do should you, stop do you believe in uh, long distance relationships it can happen i mean i'm gonna have to because you know if let's say i get married and and you know we're living in la Again, if I'm in, you know, Amsterdam somewhere, <laughs> you know, filming, that's good. At least for the month or two that I'm there. I'm talking about meeting. Distance. I'm talking about meeting them that way. You, you, you in LA, you got a chick, you met her on the gram and she lives in New York. Would you entertain that relationship? Barely. Um, <laughs> if I actually met her, perhaps that'd be tough though. I, I, I doubt it. Yeah. It would it's have hard. to be some hella chemistry. Um, but as far as like meeting people, I'm very apprehensive about meeting people on social media just in general um, because it's a lot of trolling and catfishing and stuff. So when you're talking about like meeting people on social media, because of course that's the that's the access. You got tons of followers. I know your DMs stay <laughs> stay lit. 
I mean, can I assume that? Can I assume that your DMs be you get tons of DMs from from women? I get. I'll say this: women aren't as aggressive with me because I don't present that. I don't. I don't do the the gray sweatpants challenge. <laughs> and I can, but I don't do it. Um, but and I don't put that energy out there that that raw sexuality because at this stage in my life, I want to be seen for what I'm passionate about. My activism, um, you know, my, my passion for foster care, group home, kids, you know, providing for future generations, my love for my son and, and, and the pride of being a dad, um, celebrating everything and everybody black and brown um, and, and female and, and, you know, fight for people's rights and, and for my craft, my, yeah. my skills that I want to be I want to be celebrated for that. Um, and then when they get to the show and they, you know, they happen to see a love scene and that am up and still built like Captain America. Damn. You know, I, I, I'd rather it be that than, you know, oh, I'm working out. Oh, I'm working out. Oh, I'm naked. Oh, I'm shirtless. Ooh, I'm, I, you know, I got my I got my towel. I'm showing half my sure, yeah. cheek. Yeah, I'm going to have my cheek and, and I'm only covering my junk. And I'm gonna post it on the gram. I'm not do. I'm, I'm a grown man. I found a great chest hair recently. I'm too old for that mess, man. I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. Anybody who can get them naughty pictures, it's gonna be a future wife. She, she can get all of them. She can get all of. Oh my yeah. god. So that's interesting. Now, earlier in your career, I mean, you you you've had some 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 women that have been quite aggressive in your life, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. And even every once in a while, still like in the DM, you get out of every hundred women that might DM me, um, one will be sexual. I mean, would they send one, like I'm talking about? Would they send nudes to you? Oh yeah, it'll be an areola or something. <laughs> you know, it'll it'll be a little areola moment or something like bloop. I'm a fan of your work, and I'm like, okay. I'm still not responding to that, though. It takes more than that, you know, to get to, to pique my interest. Um, not that I need to see additional body parts, but I don't need nudity. Isn't going to make me be like, "Ooh, let me, let me." You know, it's not gonna. That's not gonna do it. Um, but oh, most God. most grown women will be like, um, you know, "Hey, we should get coffee," or you know, I, I, "I think you're attractive." You know, I think we have things in common. You know, that's a that's a reasonable and human thing to do. So that yeah. makes sense. You know. <laughs> Um, but like really the only DMs that I'll respond to for the most part is if it's people I actually know, yep. um, or like people talking about, you know, thinking about committing suicide or, yeah. you know, um, a lady, a young lady had lost her mom and she, she reached out and she told me that, uh, like the last two months before her mom passed from cancer, she was listening to. Uh, I'm all right. A song of mine every day. Mm. And like that mm. one, it reminds me that I'm in my purpose. Yes. And, and two, you know, that that's, that's, that's what you do it for. Mm. That That's worth it. Um, that brought a tear to your eye, didn't it? That got you, teary, huh? that got you teary eyed, huh? Oh my God. It's, we don't have to change the subject now. Um, yeah. because yeah. yeah, it's a powerful thing, but it's, that's, it's the same. I'm all right. is the same song that helped me not quit acting. Mm. So God put that that in my in my spirit to save my career yes. and to give me strength and to encourage myself. But it's also been a blessing to a bunch of other people. Another young brother said the same thing. He hit me up was it, um, and he was like, um, you know, I was thinking about 
you know, commit suicide. And um, and your song helped me not do it. And and I, I, I absolutely had to walk away because I started tearing up immediately. So we gonna talk about something else like uh, quesadillas <laughs> or something right now. I'm not gonna be on your yeah, podcast, cry, booing, man. Boo man. But that's that's dope. That's your purpose. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that you overcame everything that you came through, you writing songs like that, helping other people. Because I can just only imagine at your lowest point what type of thoughts you had. Did you ever have any suicidal thoughts while you were going absolutely. through something? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why those those stories resonate with me. Yeah. I absolutely was broken. And I used to refer to myself as, you know, damaged good. So like when the pretty girl would want to talk to me, I would be like, I would talk myself out of it or I would sabotage it because I thought I was damaged good. I yeah. thought I wasn't worthy of love. Even as a young adult, even at 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, I didn't think I was deserving. So I would mess up, you know, good relationships, good situations, you know, because subconsciously I didn't think I was deserving of love. Yes. I was still believing the BS that was beating to me back in the day as opposed to realizing who I who I am, who he made me to be and taking that power back for myself. There it is. There it is. Do you believe in love at first sight? Do you think you are? Have you been so much like I call it a realist because you've experienced so much stuff and dating and all that? And the older we become, the more skeptical uh, we become in relationships like, nah, we're going to go through all the seasons with these women versus meeting someone, connecting with a high level of chemistry, as you said, and saying, you know, I want to marry her and make a decision to marry her within uh, a year. Do You think that's possible? I think it's possible for your soul to recognize another soul that first meeting and and for those souls to start to connect some. And that's heavier than than that's, you know, that's in that infatuation phase, but that's way heavier and that's grounded in something bigger. So I think that's a possibility. I've never fallen in love right away. I've, I've been like, wow, and had a crush or been infatuated, you know, right away. But once someone's soul starts to get me, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> um, and, but then I'm still going to move with intention. I'm yeah. still going to move purposefully. Um, you know, I'm still going to handle it the way that I, I feel like it needs to be handled at, at this time for both our sake, for hers and mine. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, I think that's that soul introduction. That, that's a real thing. Yeah, um, but I think that that's more so I think what people confuse and I won't say it's not possible, but the only thing I've ever experienced is that, 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 that those two souls, like, like, Hey, wow. Okay. That makes me want to get to know you more yes. and find out more, get past this, this attractive um, aesthetic presentation and, and get, you know, get into who you are and, and allow you to get into who I am and to see if we can give each other peace. Cause that's absolutely one of my languages. See if we're going to have some organic humor, see if we're going to have a good flow and a good vibe. And um, yeah, for me, it's, you know, that's just my process. It's not saying it's right, but it's right for me. No, that's all we got to talk about is what's right for you. Cause at the end of the day, we all have mm -hmm. our own journeys, but do you think that's possible to achieve within a year for you to make a decision and marry somebody to like, like my boy, Kenny Lattimore, he just celebrated his uh, anniversary yesterday. And I went out and shot his wedding last year. And the, from the day he met her to the day they said, I do, it was a year almost to the date. Do you think that's possible for you, for you to be able to meet someone and within a year marry them? That'd be, that'd have to be the minimum. 
That have to be because I've been engaged before. She yeah. got cold feet and sent the ring back. And she's an amazing woman, but you know, she started acting different, you know, than than what I was used to. And instead of telling me from the gate, hey, I'll, you know, I'm not ready for this. You know, let's let's keep our relationship going incredible like it is. Yep. Um, and put the ring in the drawer and then I'll get it out when I'm ready. That yeah. would have been a better discussion, but clearly she wasn't, you know, God didn't build her for me. Yeah. yeah. So it, it wasn't supposed to happen, but, um, and I'm hope she, you know, I hope she's happy wherever she is, but I, I'm not at this point, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've been, and that was a three-year relationship. And then I had another three-year relationship and a two and, you know, a couple, couple twos and a one and a one. Um, ultimately with the goal of, especially every relationship that I've had here with the exception of one, I didn't know how much of a future I saw with her. I just knew I was crazy about it. Yeah. But the, the other three real relationships that I have had since I've been here in LA, which took up basically a good chunk of the time that I've been here. Um, that was with the intention of eventually getting married. That's good. So when you date, like you, you for real about it, you saying, I don't date a woman unless I see a potential in marrying her. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, if we're, if we're going to officially date, like yeah. if we go, I get, you know, people will hook you. Hey, my, 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 my home yeah. girl is single. And she, she's, you know, she be hiking and stuff like you do too. One of two things will happen in my opinion. Um, and what's funny is you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan, <laughs> but <laughs> facts only. He'd be like, Oh, that's really, that's, that's funny, funny Christian. That's what you have in mind. You. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we get so, off the, um, we get off this uh interview and you go meet somebody next day you know, so I'm getting married in 90 days. Be like, Christian, what just happened? Like, what did, what just happened? Yeah, no, please don't I review this. Uh, we're gonna take our time in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Um I I'm not looking for that. I feel like I'll focus on work and you know, again, continuing to focus on the area of my life or the areas of my life that God's blessing. Um and it'll either be revealed to me that I know her already mm-hmm. or or I'll meet her. And that'll be that. But if I'm in my purpose, then our either that reckoning the 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 awareness of the aha moment of her being aligned with that purpose for the next 40 or 50 years, it'll reveal itself yeah. if I'm in my purpose or or I'll meet her if I don't already know her. Then, yeah, one of the two will happen. That's good. That's good. I mean, like I said, don't get no realer than that. And so it's it's interesting. I love the fact that you date with intentionality. You say, "Listen, yeah, yeah, I'm. This is how I move. I ain't got no time. I'm I'm, I'm too old to be sitting up there having girlfriends for." 10 and, I, years. and I'm not knocking. The, I'm not knocking. I'm not a disbeliever in the year thing. Yeah, I just know that you know the people can hold up a good presentation or a good facade. <laughs> For a good three to five, three to six months. So that's what I'm saying. A year, you know, we got to take some trips. Do you how do you carry yourself the same way you do when you're not with me? You know, do you do you do you dress like you used to do with the freak Nick? Now you, know, that you have you, a whole man. You know, went back to freak Nick. Freak Nick. Yeah. Boy. Do you, you know? Are, are we? Do you? You know? Do you? Are, are you half naked on social media all the time? That's your preference as a grown woman, but I also feel like some woman, the kind of woman that I that I want to be with, women adjust that sexuality and the visual presentation of it somewhat based on where they are in their life. If they're talk about single it. and happy, if they're single and looking, if they're kind of sort of dating, 
if they're interested in somebody, if they're officially in a relationship with somebody, if they're engaged, um, if they are married, and you know, if they're happily married. Yep. Um, you know, I think there's layers and levels to it, and a lot of times you can tell. Um <laughs> okay. you can you can tell, not not always, but sometimes you can tell where where a woman is simply by how intentional her presentation is. So, and it's not to judge, but it's like, oh, you know, you can tell, you can tell sometimes by the way a woman walks and she's not even, she don't even acknowledge you. She is happily involved in a relationship and you can't do nothing but, uh, <laughs> but tell her she dropped her sunglasses or something. Ma'am, yeah, I know I'm not interested. I'm not- you dropped your sunglasses. You dropped your damn glasses. You know what the hell with your glasses? You can tell sometimes by the way a woman carries herself that she is not interested in any any you know menial you know random relationship. She's happy. So so address her on that on that level. When I say you hit the nail on the head, that is so true. You see somebody walking up the smoothie king, you be like, she didn't, she didn't look your way. She didn't just. I mean, she's just focused, and it's like, and you wonder, mm-hmm. and you wonder yeah. like what her story is, and yeah. it makes you very intrigued because if she is single, she is so satisfied being single, you know. And if and if and if she's mm-hmm. married, she has she's operating a high level of integrity where she she her eyes only focus on her husband. You know what I'm saying? So as men, I don't think women recognize yeah. that we as men we see that and we value that and we honor that. So. That's a, that's a no, we do, and it's and it's, and it's the same. Like the, I'm different when I'm if I'm single. You know, you might get more of a hug. <laughs> if I'm dating somebody, you getting a church hug. You Unless you're a family side. member, you getting that. You got to get the jump. You got to move the jump away to the side, <laughs> and you kind of give them that side thing here. You got to get the junk out the area, though. You got to move the junk, and um, that's if that's me. So don't take it personal. But I can't. Ain't no lingering. You know, ain't no. Ha, 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 you can't be. You. I can't let my female friends be kiki keen and rubbing on my shoulders or something. <laughs> you so funny. That don't happen if I'm dating. And we can't. Okay, all right now. Cut that. Shit. Get me in trouble. Now. Give me a shot at. So yeah, it's it's. I think behavior changes on both sides when oh, when we we decide to commit to whatever it is that we're ready for. Christian. I'm over here dying. Church dogs are a real thing, man. <laughs> they are. They so they so real. He said, "Move the junk out the way." <laughs> Got to scoot the junk over. <laughs> Christian, listen. I'm proud of you. I'm glad of every. I'm, I'm proud of everything that you're accomplishing. I can't wait to the day I see. Hold on. Before we, I say this, when you get into a relationship, at what point would you post? That woman, is it at the engagement or are you going to just hit people over the head and say, we married and post a picture? On the wedding invitation. <laughs> Can't attack what you don't know about. No, I say, I say this. I've seen, and this is my, my rationale. One, I've had, I've, I've literally been on a few different parts of that. I've had a woman ask me after two weeks of dating, how come you don't post that? I'm like, because we ain't built what do you mean? We ain't built nothing. We done been out three times on a kiss you on the cheek and walked your ass to the house. And that's and we haven't built anything. I'm not posting you. People are so worried about the presentationship of a relationship. Okay. A presentationship is a real thing. A lot of people have presentationships. You don't have a relationship. Y'all have a whole bunch of really great 
photogenic moments for social media. Yep. That's it. And, yep. and I have seen people spend a quarter of a million dollars for a wedding, for a marriage that ain't worth fifteen or twenty thousand dollars. Yep. And I'm not going to be that person. I'm not valuing the, the visual presentation, the oohs and ahs over what's here. If I bulletproof this and then they see me and my woman at the concert. Hey, Keys, I heard you was at the concert with a shorty. I was like, yeah, I guess if you if you saw the picture, that must have been me. And that must have been my woman I was with. And at the comedy show and over in Can Cancun or Jamaica or whatever, whatever, they'll see us when we out. Yeah. But I'm not advertising until it's time for that. And if that's a priority for her, then that's probably not the right person for me. I want to focus on the relationship and the concrete nature of it. And, and building that foundation and making that thing bulletproof and Kevlar and Teflon. And once that's there, then it'll take care of itself. It'll start, you know, people start seeing things. They'll start seeing us post and we'll, we won't even think about it. You know, hey, babe, I put that picture up today. Your, your boat was looking real good in them jeans. I had to put it up. Um, and, and it'll just kind of be something that happens by its, by its own. That's good. That's good. That's real. That's real. I believe in that same philosophy, though. Like, like. Yeah, I'm not finna be because if you if you operate it on the other spectrum, you'll be posting different girls and be one man. What what happened to her? Next thing you know, a couple yeah. weeks later, you posting another. It's, come on, it's, yeah. Yeah. and then you got to keep going back to your social media like and deleting stuff. Delete this. Delete all these pictures. <laughs> this one got forty thousand likes. Look at this. <laughs> I'm not going through all of that, man. When y'all see me post, it's real love. Yeah, and and that's that, and it's solid. Yeah. It's solid. It's something that you believe in. And I'm in happy and I yeah. got peace. So be happy for me. And nobody didn't swindle you and force you to post it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna post us? We ain't built nothing. A couple weeks later, <laughs> I ain't gonna say who she was dating. She was dating a well-known comedian. I'm like, damn, you moved quick. She didn't she wasn't into me. She was after that next that, that next come up. Bless her heart. I hope she ends up happy. Did he post it? Was, was it posted? He ain't posted. <laughs> Bless his heart too. It ain't my business. But uh, <laughs> she lost both times. She said, somebody gonna post me. She said I need it's some hot likes. Fresh L. That's okay. Listen, I'm happy for it, man. It's it's that was God's and and I'm quick to be like God. If this ain't right, yeah. Shake it up. Yeah. Please, please remove this relationship. Let it be so chaotic that we we can no longer stay. Like, please make it obvious. Yeah. If not, then please give us peace. Yes, give us did. peace in this thing. And and he will answer. But he we will. just got to be ready and prepared to have that poop person up, you know, up ushered up on our life. Yeah. Yeah. That's It'll good. Happen. That's good. Well, 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 Christian, thank you for showing up as your authentic self, as you always do, man. I really enjoy speaking to your brother. I'm proud of all the accomplishments that, that, that you've accomplished thus far and everything that God is going to bless. He's going to definitely bless the work of your hands. He's already doing it. Uh, again, much love to the, to the project that's going to come out on one of the books adapted into a TV show. Uh, looking forward to find out which book that it's, is. It's one. It's one. <laughs> ladies night. It's ladies night. It's one. It's ladies night. I already know what it is because that's that right there. Look like it's gonna be something. Look like Bro. it's gonna be something. Yeah. Uh oh, gonna yeah. be trouble. Uh, trouble. Look like that's about to be something. Man, listen. Without further ado, give it up to my boy Christian Keys. Man, thank you so much, man. Good having you on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Appreciate you having me, brother. Talk to you soon. Dope. Discover. Uncover. Recover love. 
with the new Dear Future collection. The journey starts from within. Let your inner thoughts find freedom on the pages of this richly hued Dear Future Blue Sapphire Edition Genuine Leather Journal. It features a cross-stitched spine and luxurious cording to bind your deepest insights. A great accompaniment is the Dear Future Luxury Bamboo Fountain Pen. There's nothing more intentional than the writing process of a fountain pen. This is an elegant writing work of art. Join the thriving community of fountain pen enthusiasts and purchase one today. These exclusive items and more are available at dearfuturewifey.com. Really enjoyed talking to my boy, Christian Keys. Uh, like I said, I've been knowing this brother for many years. I really wish I could have had him in the studio. I feel like uh, I just really dislike doing uh, virtual interviews or conversations with, with, with people because it lacks a level of uh, intimacy that I prefer while we're in person. Well, this is an interesting month because this is my birthday month. Y'all hear me talk about that all this month. My birthday is March 29th. Um, and I've decided that this is the month where I begin to date intentionally. On my podcast, I say journey with me as I discover, uncover and recover love. The discovery phase is what y'all have witnessed thus far, where I've been gleaning information from different guests, uh, as well as doing the work on myself to really come up with what I truly desire uh, in my wifey and um, made my list. And, and um, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. I think it's pretty dope on what I desire, what I believe looking over my past relationships that didn't work, things that I wish that I had in those relationships, uh, things in myself that I felt like I needed to overcome to become the one for the one. And, um, so now it's time to start shaking some trees and seeing what kind of fruit falls out of it. So dating with intentions means this. Even before the confirmation of her being the one, I will still treat her as if she is. Let me say that again. Dating with intentions means even before the confirmation of her being the one, I will still treat her as if she is. What does that truly mean? It means that everything that I do, the way that I will move, the way that I envision our relationship starting out, uh, even just in the get to know you phase, that I will treat her with honor, respect, and I will treat her as if I'm courting my wife. Before it's confirmed that she is my wife. That's why it's so important for me to walk in this this act in this vow of abstinence, because it sets the precedence of truly seeing the person for who they are, giving each other the space to be able to function in our truth and our authenticity and our transparency without being uh, jaded by sex and allowing that to enter and possibly destroy the relationship. So that's where I'm at right now in the month of March as I approach my 43rd birthday. And um, I'm just looking forward to seeing what God does. So 
I'm totally submitted to his will. Dear future wifey, I feel you closer. Like my own breath against my upper lip, I feel you closer. My mind has shifted from casual to intentional. You won't become a casualty like Jesus on the 40th day after his resurrection. I'll love you ascensional to heaven and back. Our hearts will dance like Fred Astaire as I stare into your eyes and inhale your rare air. Let's dance. Your oxygen resuscitates my soul. You stand so regal and bold. I see it for myself. I don't need to be told. Let's dance. Follow my lead. I got you wants and needs. Baby, let's agree. We'll follow the melody in our hearts as angels play strings and we'll dance. We'll dance. Baby, we'll dance from holy matrimony into eternity. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit. Live intentionally and transparently. And don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.